I would like to share with you my three cardinal rules of sustainability and longevity. Cardinal rule number one, surround yourself with people whose eyes light up when they see you coming. Cardinal rule number two, slowly is the fastest way to get to where you want to be. Cardinal rule number three, the top of one mountain is the bottom of the next, so keep climbing. Welcome to Emotionally Unavailable, a wine-influenced, uncensored podcast where you're free to be you and I'm free to be me. Emotionally. These are our own and do not reflect those of our employers. Things said on this podcast are subject to change based on new and relevant information. You know what that's called? Growth. Hit me with your eyes. I never seen like I love you. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Hi, it's your favorite girls, and we're back, and we're black. We are back, and people are getting on my nerves already. That's so crazy. Um, not you though, not any Obviously. of you. Obviously not y'all and obviously not me because I would have hung up. Now I'm playing. Um, so it's been a minute, but we're back. We had to handle some things with life. I'm going to stop making excuses. We probably should have been back a little bit, a bit sooner, but, you know, good things come to those who wait. Sure do. And y'all been waiting so here we are delivering. Yeah. As black women are known to do. I know that's right. So for those who may not know, I am Neek, a.k.a. Nika, a.k.a. the Mimosa Mommy. And I am Toby, a.k.a. T, a.k.a. Auntie T, a.k.a. Sustainability Shawty. And together we make up Emotionally Unavailable. We have a few segments We haven't made some changes to those yet, but there might be some changes. But we'll start off with our first segment, which is just a sip. And it's a little pop culture tea that I typically introduce because Toby don't be with the tea. She'll talk about the tea, (laughs) but she don't be like the initiator. Like I initiate and then she gives me her opinion on it. Toby talks to me about like the real world things that are happening and policy and, you know, sustainability Sustainability. (laughs) like you know the conversations that you typically have with Spelman women you know shout out to you so just to sip (laughs) young thug was arrested apparently 56 counts of racketeering and everything else with these group of people it was 28 people indicted the prosecutors state that they're seeking the max to be clear, Gunna only has one charge, which is the Rico charge, and um, Young Thug only has two charges, which is the Rico charge, and then it's something else. We know that Georgia has made some changes to the gang laws and everything else and with the hopes of cleaning up the city because there's a lot going on in Atlanta, specifically Buckhead, mm-hmm. a lot, and a lot of people don't realize that the governor of Atlanta also is an inhabitant of Buckhead City. So... It's just been interesting. They had the SWAT team over there in Bucket. Imagine you going for a jog with your poodle, and then all of a sudden, not your poodle. 
Ain't that what they do out there in the suburbs? Um, girl, I don't know. And then I'll, girl, I'm you asking live you. There. <laughs> you live there. I'm what asking you, you. Shoot, I mean, shoot. In Cobb County, ain't nobody coming to nobody's house with a SWAT that I know I'm of. Dead. But <laughs> anyway, like, yeah, that came through. That a lot of people were saying um, that they were digging up his backyard and. It's just interesting. Like, I know that when people are listening to rap, like, I know, like, the rappers be rapping, but sometimes it doesn't always hit me that what they saying is what is true. Like, they really are about what they talking about. <laughs> Especially Young Thug. I heard he, like, he ain't no person to play with. Low key. I would have never key. thought. Because, like, I was like, okay, like, Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Yeah, Jeffrey wears his dresses and he's eclectic and he has his interesting style, blah, blah, blah. But apparently He's multifaceted, nah, baby. Nah, okay. young thug. <laughs> he's, he's told us who he was. And you know what? He has. What did Maya Angelou say? Okay, what did my good auntie say? <laughs> someone shows you who they are, believe them. And what did I do? I did not believe them. <laughs> So I was wrong. He mm. is indeed a thug. Um, apparently, everybody on Cleveland Avenue know. Um, and I'm just new. I'm new to this. Um, he's true to it. True to the game. Um, I don't wish for a black man to be in jail. Um, I think there is a dark irony to the fact that him and Gunna went to the same Fulton County prison around the holiday season, I believe, and bailed out and paid the bail for about 20 inmates to go home to their families for the holidays. And now I'm not sure if Gunner has uh, turned himself in as of yet because I haven't checked, but um, I know Young Thug did. And as of Tuesday of this week, um, they were awaiting the sentencing here, not the sentencing here, the bail here. I'm over here <laughs> Um, but yeah, like, I just think that's interesting. It's a lot going on in Atlanta in general, and this is definitely, definitely a political move that city officials want done and completed in order to, I guess, prove to their constituents that they're taking the crime here seriously. I guess. A whoop Rico is, um, it's a lot. It is. It's like Rico was like, yeah, we basically formed an organization and decided to be gang gang. Basically. We made a bunch of money. We did a bunch of stuff. And here we are. We killed a bunch of people. Child. <laughs> and then he's in the same prison as YFN Lucci. And in the indictment, two people basically said that they had to seek out Young Thug's approval for a hit on YFN Lucci. So you got Young Thug in the prison somewhere, these 28 people probably in that same prison, and YFN Lucci, who is apparently their arch nemesis, also in the prison. Not so arch like, nemesis. Everybody Jesus. is in this prison. And and so then, so then they were asking the DA about it, and she was like, that is out of the scope of my job. I am pretty happy to bring the sheriff up here and i have full faith in his ability to keep everyone in the prison safe and i was like girl do you do you have the faith uh, yeah i don't really know <laughs> i 
I'm not really confident in that. I'm not going like, to lie to you. Like, girl, do you really believe what you're saying right now? Speaking of, in that same press conference, um, a reporter was like, and I was shocked to see that a uh, unfamiliar name was included in this indictment, uh, a uh, Jack Harlow. Oh, God. Black Twitter. Y'all got to stop playing. <laughs> Y'all confusing the white folk. <laughs> as soon as it came out that this indictment happened, apparently the name of the gang is Young Slime Life or YSL mm-hmm. for short. So when I they part of the on, Reds or the, the the blood. Wow, oh, I said Reds. The, red. the blood. <laughs> Listen, that was Toby speaking, not me. She turned it <laughs> into a baseball association. I ain't got time to play. Oh my god! <laughs> no ma'am, no ma'am. I I plead the blood of Jesus over here. No ma'am, I'm dead. No ma'am. <laughs> she said, "Yeah, uh, the Reds." No ma'am. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um. So anyway, uh, yeah. I just, I think it's interesting because I logged on Twitter and I was like, what's St. Laurent do? Lost. Not St. Laurent. I was like, (laughs) we canceling YSL? Please say we not. Like, what's going on? (laughs) The girls love YSL now. Okay. I'm one of the girls. Okay. I love, I love my little, my little Sankeys. I'm like, "Uh uh-uh. What's St. Laurent do? Let me, let me, let me know. But upon further <laughs> investigation, that is not what the girls were talking about on Twitter. Mm-mm. And the funniest tweets that I saw was that um, people were like, Jack Harlow is also a member of YSL. But they were retweeting the like the first tweet that came out about it. Like the person who right. wrote the story broke The news reporter. And people re- were retweeting his tweet and were saying all kinds of crazy <laughs> stuff. I heard and Queen so- Naja. Part I of heard YSL. Queen Nigel was a part of YSL, but that ain't that ain't I y'all hear that from me. And then they tagged the I'm FBI, done. the CIA, and the NSA's Twitter accounts, and, and they tagged like, <laughs> they tagged Hertz <laughs> because these stupid niggas they rented a car to to participate in their racketeering. <laughs> Allegedly, all of this is alleged. Allegedly, because <laughs> I ain't got no money for any of y'all. You right. Yeah. <laughs> allegedly that's what they did according to the indictment and um the reporter who broke it was tagging people he was tagging everybody he was tagging gunna he was tagging young thug he was tagging hurts it was just too much <laughs> going on he was tagging wife and lucci twitter account he, he was, was. i was like you know how nasty that you gotta be in order to, to freaking just get here tagging people that is he said crazy. just so y'all know who i'm talking about yeah he was like no if ands and buts about it baby what's up mm-hmm. <laughs> so i think that is interesting this is going to be one of those things that's just yeah we'll see where it goes right now it's a state rico charge yeah it is a state case let's just hope it doesn't turn into a federal case because once it gets turned over to the feds their conviction rate is high if you it's very hard to be a a federal rico case in fact there was a rapper who last night pled guilty 
um, to racketeering on under a federal RICO charge, Casanova, and I think he was charged a char, uh, charge or his time will be sixty something years. Oh up. no! Um, he got some time. Time he's gonna he pled guilty. Um, and he's going to be in the prison for a while. But I feel like for a minute that south southeastern district office of uh of New York. Everybody was getting hit with a Rico because they got Bobby Smurda on a Rico. They got they had got six nine in on the Rico, but I guess somehow he ended up getting off of it due to his testimony. They got um, mm. Casanova on a Rico. So when they decide that they want to hit, they're gonna get you, and that's not something that you really want to do. Yeah, he pled guilty to racketeering conspiracy and drug charges in the federal case. That Southern District of New York, that attorney, that that precinct, that that DA's office, they they don't they don't play. They're always not at all ready for you. So watch your back. Um, but yeah, he pled guilty. He's going to be in prison for a while, apparently. But his uh, weapons charges were um, were dropped. I just I don't like seeing black men go to prison. Never that. Yeah, he faces up to 60 years in prison. Um, Casanova. And he's 60? currently 30. Yeah, he's currently 35 years old. So he would get out. Worst case scenario, he would get out at 95 years old. That's the rest of Child, it. what is not happening? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does he get parole? I doubt it. To be honest with you, the only way that that time would be shaved is if he did what Six Nine did, which was rap um, snitch. Mm-hmm. That is who unfortunate in a lot of different ways. I'm gonna stick. To I pray for y'all. Like that I'm used to. I'm gonna stay right on in my own little corner in my own little chair and uh, build Legos. That's my newest fixation. For those built Legos, okay. Yes, they Get now into make it. they make floral bouquet Legos, and I wanted flowers. Yeah, I saw those that don't die, but I don't want to pay a thousand dollars for roses that last a year. So I said, so I'm gonna walk in your house, and it's gonna be Lego flowers everywhere. Not everywhere. It's just gonna be a vase with some Lego flowers. Oh, okay. On my, on my bar cart only. Okay. Yeah. That's go it. crazy. I'm gonna have other flowers. I'm gonna have real flowers because I do my flowers every week. I go get some. I've started doing floral arrangements, but I just want to have something that I know is gonna stay with me for a while because I got attachment issues and I'm, you know, just trying to keep keep them alive. P-O-P, I understand. Hold it down. Anything else for us today? Hmm. For just the sip i just wanted to say because i don't want to talk about roe versus wade i i don't i i can't with y'all um (laughs) the biden administration they are passing a affordable connectivity program and it's going to provide free or discounted internet services to low-income families 
I'm excited about this because we have known that the digital divide has really impacted our communities in a way that has caused our community to communities in particular black and brown low income communities to be left out of the conversation when we talk about the internet. However, because it is our government, um, I am nervous that they're going to use that as a way to survey mm. black and brown people. So if you're on for mm. the internet um, and you're listening, please um, do some research on security and how to secure your internet, how to secure your PCs and devices. Um, please think about your passwords in terms of um, not using the same password. Uh, look up, look into LastPass, which is a system that will generate um, random passwords for you and you just need a master password. There are some security professionals that might say something like that um, has its pros and cons because essentially one password controls your entire life. Um, but there are some use cases for that so i would say just do some research and look into it and figure out how you can secure your home networks um, on that particular system for those who won't be taking the free or reduced um, internet connectivity you still should look at how to secure your network at home um, we are living in an era in time where people are hacking your life and I would mm -hmm. hate that for you. So. Stealing your identity. Exactly. Um, don't sleep on Norton. I know we, you know, make jokes, but Norton has been around for years and has been securing our devices and peripherals for years. Um, True. And so that's just something I just wanted to put out there. Um, I'm happy for this because I do believe that it will allow for those who may not be able to afford internet to be able to do things that they need to do. Uh, the next step is how do we make sure that we have equal playing field in terms of devices? Um, I know that there are some children who have to rely on iPads. I know that there's a lot of school systems that have moved into a digital age. Um, and one thing that I was super concerned about at the beginning of the pandemic was making sure that um, low income students were still able to have equal footing in the classroom, given they didn't have access to the same type of technology that, you know, kids who are a little better off financially um, may have. So, yeah, yeah. Um, there's some good with it, but because it's our government and because I, of how I think I automatically just think about how it could be used in a negative light and how we can protect ourselves. Because she used to be in security, y'all. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> you can say that. Girl. And then she be talking about me because I'm a low-key hotel and don't use Face ID. <laughs> I do use Face ID. Um, <clears throat> mainly because I'm lazy. Um, that's something that I'm considering no longer using, but I mean, it is what it is. I feel like through biometrics, they probably got everything. Especially oh, they definitely have all of my shit. I use, I, mean, I use clear a little too much in the airport. So same, same. <laughs> they got I'm all like, my biometrics. And I got everything. Cause I like clear, like is a wild concept when you think about it. Like all I got to do is it is my eyes. They have my eyes. Which is the windows to your soul. So technically, no, I'm playing. Let me not get all. I'm dead. I'm just saying. So anyway, speaking of just saying, um, uncorked. Let's yes. talk about it. <laughs> um, Our, 
our segment where we talk about how much of a mess y'all are. Because y'all, y'all didn't bully Jesse Williams to the point where they installing cameras into the daggone theater. Okay, infrared cameras. Infrared. <laughs> infrared. So unless you about to like glue a camera to your bosom or something, y'all are not getting any Not your bosom. <laughs> Y'all aren't getting any more photos of his frontal. Y'all just aren't. It's just not doing no. it. It's not happening. And y'all shared it across the internet. See, this is the issue mm-hmm. with the internet age because everybody feels like they got to share everything they see on the internet. Some things you just keep to yourself. In your group chat. In your group chat, possibly. And let it let it go like a chain message. I like that concept. Like the WhatsApp chain messages. Mm-hmm. That's how we can share. But y'all feel like y'all got to share on these social media platforms. And that's where I have an issue. Because at the end of the day, y'all are really out here just sharing any and everything. It's detrimental. Bring the group chats back. And and let it stay there. That's all I gotta say on that. Um, he is blessed and highly favored, but he still was violated. His privacy was violated. I know people are like, well, he stood on a Broadway stage. Well, they took people's phones and locked them in boxes for a reason because mm. he was nervous about going full frontal. That particular play, Take Me Out, is literally about, like, a gay gay baseball player coming to terms with who he is and dealing with the blowback from his family, from his teammates, and and that entire process. And so that already is a very vulnerable role to be playing. And then because of an scene being full frontal nude, like, taking a shower, and I think – other pe- people within the play were also nude. Um, I think, and this is not, I haven't seen the play, I haven't done much research, but I think that was supposed to be the the idea of like being left, like exposed and being who you are and being true to who you mm-hmm. are. And mm-hmm. I think that that wasn't the proper venue to take a photo of just because you wanted to be the first to tell us that he got a schlong. Like, Okay, Jesse Williams is built like a tripod, but we didn't have the conversation about his Tony nomination. We're talking about his penis. We're not talking about his performance, which kind of has me like pissed. Now, I know a few people that decided that as a result of that photo, they were going to book um, tickets to see the play. I know a few people have. (laughs) And so for my my two or three friends who told me that they indeed confirmed, bought, and purchased tickets and will be going uh-uh. to the show, please report back and let me know what the show was about. Not just his penis. I actually really want to know, like, how was his acting? Like, well, yeah. How was the well, I think he's experience. a good actor. Yeah. 100%. I will say that. He's an awesome actor. And I also think it's brave to play a role like that, considering how sometimes people can be stigmatized when they play um, roles of gay men, Um, Mm -hmm. especially people who, you know, are black. For sure. Or mixed, because I believe he identifies 
as mixed biracial just black um so i want to honor all sides of him not just the side that i that i connect with the most look at me being inclusive we love that i see you Mm -hmm. i see you yes y'all are a mess uh maybe let's Keep our phones locked up when they're supposed to and don't take and post photos of people because this is not the same Twitter that we once had. That post was immediately flagged for um, being against Twitter rules. Um, Mm. And I don't think that typically happens that often. Twitter used to be a wild, wild place where you could post anything and virtually nothing violated their terms of, uh, of agreement so <laughs> now that was a direct violation so people were asking me oh do you have it can you send it to me i'm like wow okay um, y'all is too much <laughs> y'all are way too much and my story that day went up like did some numbers because all i posted was I woke up just needing, thinking I need to go to the theater. If you know, you to know. To the theater and we go, To honey. the theater we go. And all of a sudden, all of y'all is in my DMs just chatting. I said, oh, y'all is nasty. That's what it is. Y'all are nasty. <laughs> Next case. <laughs> I'm done. Next case. So our next segment is called Sip Happens. And we just like to take this time to talk about what's going on with us in an effort to create a more welcoming and open environment when you listen to the words that come out of our mouth. Yeah, because it's like, okay, yeah, I'm listening to your opinions, but like, who the hell are you even? We don't know you. We don't even know who you is, shouty. She doesn't even go here. She doesn't even go here. No, but seriously, um, so Toby, what's going on? How are we? What's going on? With you me? know, <laughs> we are pressing on. That's a, that's a scripture. I don't know mm. which one, but it is pressing on. Um, I'm at a transition period in my life. I'm trying to figure out what's, what's good for me. What do I want? Yes. You know, and um, sometimes that can be hard. I'm blessed to have options, but also it makes me feel very indecisive because I don't know where I want to be. Don't know what I want to do. Um, and yet I have a plan, but it's just like this is the in-between. I didn't think about the in-between when I made the plans. So here we are. <laughs> she had the plan. She just need the platform. Period. Yeah, Period. no but for real um I am pretty blessed you know life has been going great I'm just now hitting my one year out of being out of grad school so that feels pretty great um I'm gainfully employed I'm a business owner now um I don't know there's there's a lot going on in life but that's where I'll that's where I'll leave it. How are you? What you got? I am confused. Now I'm playing. Um, Days and confused. Just feel like nothing really has changed. 
in my life since our last check-in, since we recorded. I'm still trying to find my way in Atlanta, trying to figure out what my community looks like and, and what sticks. I am also on the fence about do I want to start back dating or do I not want to start back dating? I have been really focused on my wellness. I'm doing a 100 miles of summer challenge to try to run and sometimes walk 100 miles by the end of the summer. I think the cutoff is August 31st. So I've been spending a lot of my days out on the track. It's been interesting. I've also been doing a lot of act, doing a lot of like active recovery days and everything. One of my homegirls keep making jokes. I'm so I'm not even turning into a whole athlete overnight. But that's not. <laughs> I love not that really though. The case. I'm just really trying to lead a healthier lifestyle. Um, I recently shared on my story on Mother's Day just about like my journey of being a caregiver for my mother when she was going through heart failure, and with the heart being such a central organ in our body um, and heart disease being like a leader um, in like the detriment of black and brown women. I just really want to be mindful of the things that I intake in my body, the space that I hold for people, um, the people that I have in my life and the work that I do that could cause any type of stress. And so I'm just really hyper vigilant about my wellness right now because I want to be as healthy as possible. And I believe I owe it to myself, both my inner child that's healing and my future self to be the happiest and healthiest that I've ever been. And so that's what is at the focal point of my life. I also think because I'm going into a new journey of my life, I'm a few days and weeks away from my 30th birthday. And I feel like for me, I'm super excited about 30 because I feel like I'm at that point where I have outgrown everything of my past and I really can't relate to most of the things in my 20s anymore. And I look forward to utilizing the lessons that I learned in my 20s to be the best me that I've ever been. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. Like I don't have anything crazy happening. I got a little crush on somebody. And every time I mention it to Toby, she like laughs at me. I laugh y'all because she be acting (laughs) like he's unapproachable whole time. This nigga is very normal, (laughs) very approachable whole time. She probably outpacing him and she acting like he like this big. No. That's why I be laughing because no. <laughs> she over here like, not you acting like this nigga is like lucky day. Like, girl, you better like. This is what I'm him. saying. If you don't go to an event and go up to this nigga and introduce yourself. Okay. Maybe. Maybe if I. I have- don't understand what the disconnect is. Maybe if I have enough uh, tequila in my system, girl, you need it. to do it sober. <laughs> he don't he don't get to see you at your thriving self when you are under the influence of also a little true. liquor. Also true, yeah, because also not tequila, because then I get lusty and we don't need those problems. Um, because or I maybe actually, you like, do. I mean. <laughs> I actually have a crush on him for his mind. I think that he's brilliant. I would like to like get to know him 
and potentially y'all hear her saying this right it could be you know a thing or if we could be you friends you or be whatever. saying this but <laughs> hmm. i'm just really like i am a nerd at my core like yes i'm a lot of people don't believe me when i say i'm a nerd yes i'm pretty i make jokes all the time about being a beyonce of my team i'm in yes i'm in a beauty but like there are so many facets to me and at my core i'm 100 a nerd and so it's very hard for me in the dating realm to like not be awkward in situations. And I'm just like, I can see myself really being awkward and him being like, oh my God, is this girl okay? So <laughs> until I'm comfortable, I think it's best that I don't approach the situation because I just, I want to leave a lasting impression that's not this girl is crazy. What is wrong with her? Then I got to leave Atlanta and move to like a remote island and try to rebrand myself and come back in like four years. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She don't see what I'm saying. But okay. That's what's going on with me. To be continued. I always am making jokes with Toby like, yes, that's my future husband. I just know what I feel it. Ladies, when you know, you know, right? Go ahead and pin this. Because in the future, when my wedding announcement come out, I want to remind you of this moment right here. Because I be knowing. That's it. Okay. She's shaking her head at me. (laughs) I believe it when I see it. You believe it when I shoot. Because you want me to shoot my shot. That's really what the issue is Yes. I don't see an issue with that, but okay. Okay. Well, anyway, we'll talk, about, we'll talk about that at another day offline. Mm-hmm. But okay. Um, let's talk about since it's been a minute. Let's talk about more recently in the last few months. What's the lesson that you've learned that you feel like is, has been important to you as you're going through your transition right now? Um, to go with the flow. Mm-hmm. And not have every little thing. Um, if everything don't line up exactly the way I envisioned it, that's okay. That's my lesson. I like that. I like that a lot because I think that's important. I think sometimes we fall in love with this idea or dream that we have and sometimes we can blindside ourselves or even like just be so addicted to that one thing that one outcome that we desire that we may not open ourselves up to the possibilities of what could be and lately to piggyback off of that I would say like one of the lessons that I have learned is to cast a wide net and just be open to the possibilities and not necessarily be like gun ho on one thing but it sucks because I tend to know what I want and when I don't get what I want it's not the best scenario because I'm the only child I'm spoiled I'm used to getting what I want like I'm I'm the type of person who will exhaust every option until I get what I want but I'm realizing now that sometimes I don't know what I want and that's okay yeah and that ambigu- ambiguity is fine. I just got to be comfortable and resting in it. And so that's that. I would say that's been like the biggest lesson of the last couple months that I've I've had to take on because with the journey of looking for a house, 
I thought I would have been in my house by now. I had all these lofty dreams of, oh, by 30, I want to be closed and be moved in. So when I get back, my housewarming is also my 30th birthday type thing. Girl, we went back to the drawing board on that. Why the market? Why else? Because I'm stressed. And every time I go look at a house and I look at the house and then I look at the price and then I look at the house again and then I look at the price and then I look at my realtor, I get mad. And we don't have time. <laughs> you're not about to do. It's be trying to sell me a 1973 <laughs> situation Mm-mm-mm. that looked like it got some asbestos down there in the uh Some what, the ma'am? <laughs> I don't know. How you say the word? Oh, Lord. How you say it? Asbestos. Phone a friend. As- asbestos? Send us know. voice notes on how to properly say that word. Yeah, I it was I'm not quite sure. Y'all know what I'm saying. Mold, niggas. They be having mold. <laughs> Some of you be having mold. Lord. <laughs> and other stuff in them. I, I just, I walk in and I could just smell the trauma. Like, I'm oh good. no. I might, oh, I might no. have to. That is not okay. And that's the thing meal. about. That's the thing about buying. I I too recently went on some house hunting explorations and it turns out that a lot of these niggas just rely on the fact that y'all ain't gonna hire no inspectors. Or a good one. You should <laughs> or not, a good one. You should not I, like I'm a firm believer that you should not use the build like your um seller. You Mm-mm. should not use their inspector. Also No, you, you need to get your them. own you shouldn't even use the one your realtor provides. Like, if your realtor be like, oh, I have... No. No. I think it depends. I trust my realtor. I trust my realtor as she well. She be down. I, I just feel like I know... I'm privileged enough to know enough people in the area yeah. that I don't need to use her recommendation. And I can use someone who has a track history and has, like, had rapport with people in my family, if that makes sense. That's real. Yeah. So it's one of those things where like also I have to get a new realtor because well, she made a comment that irritated me. She was like, um, I was looking at Grove Park because the company I work for is doing a lot of expanding in that area and the property value in about five years is going to be crazy. It's probably going to be in the mm-hmm. millions. And so I was like, oh, let me try to get in there right now. And her response was, don't you want to live? with people in your socioeconomic status what does that mean meaning it's niggas over there that's what she tried to say without saying it oh she was saying it's like sketchy still being uh, built up and she was saying yeah oh lord yeah so um yeah, that might be something that we have to, I have to think about. So that's another reason why I put a pause in it and had to realize that I just have to trust the process and that whatever I'm meant to have or was meant to be would happen in its own time. Because I don't really want to be in a situation where I choose the wrong thing because I'm too busy just trying to like meet an arbitrary date. I'm good. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. thank you for sharing your lesson with me. Mine is similar, so it's always interesting to know that your friends are experiencing things the way you are, but in a different way, if that makes sense. It does. 
Yeah. So now we can go into our wind down. This week, I really just wanted to talk about something that has been going viral on TikTok called the law of assumption. And so I just want to give clarity to what it is before we talk about it. So the law of assumption is a way to create anything you desire by assuming the feeling of your wish has already been fulfilled. And so what I wanted to talk about with you today is with the trends of bimbofication and just being delusional altogether, when does it go too far? Like, when do you go from being a manifest generator and really utilizing the law of assumption to get the best things for yourself and cultivate and create a beautiful life for yourself when does it turn into delusional girl help help police like when oh lord (laughs) when hmm what are your thoughts when does it go too far Uh, I what think, do you think about the law of assumption altogether? When you think about the law of assumption, okay. when do you think it goes too far? Like, what are your thoughts around it? I think that the law of assumption is just like any other universe, spirituality type of, you know, manifesting, so to speak, like, you know, I'm a Christian. I pray. I also dabble in spirituality, I guess you could call it, in terms of like practicing specific rituals to bring good things to me. Um, you know, there are different aspects and facets of it that I feel like the law of assumption pretty much addresses in the same way. It's like Almost almost like to dumb it down, like fake it till you make it. And just like understanding that what is for, like you just said, what is for you is for you. And so just move as, as if it is. So I don't think that there's anything inherently like crazy about it or even new, so to speak. I think the newness that anybody could see from it is that people are doing it when it's like clearly things that you cannot control. Like I hate to say it because of course everybody would like to control this, but like falling in love or like finding a partner or multiple partners, like you can't really control what other people do or what is for them. So, like, I think maybe that's when it goes too far, when you're trying to, like, (laughs) manifest somebody in your life. And sometimes I joke around, and I'll be like, I'm manifesting this person into my life. But really, it takes a whole lot more than that, and it's not just about you um, when it involves other people. So, yeah, I would say that's that's when it is too far. When you're just trying to like control things that are completely out of your control. You can set yourself up to be ready for those things. But you can't control what other people do or how they interact with you or how they enter or exit from your life. 
That's a good point. That is a really good point. I think essentially anything that is impeding on somebody's free will is when it gets to mm-hmm. be too much. So with the law of assumption, I am torn. Because growing up, my mom used to be like the type of person that would not let me say anything negative. Would not let me like think anything negative. Would always just be super positive with everything that she would say and how she would speak things. And she really believed in speaking things as though they were, speaking things into existence, which is a more biblical way of viewing things. But now that, you know, spirituality has has taken over um, some of those things that I grew up with that I thought were annoying are now mainstream. And I think I do believe that the power of death and life does lie in the tongue. You should be weary of the things that you say. But I also think that some people utilize and lean on manifesting and the law of assumption without also taking the necessary steps and doing the work in order to get there towards those Mm -hmm. goals. Like you basically called me out just now. Like I'm always <laughs> saying, oh, that's going to be my boo. Like what? That's my future husband. That's my future. Yeah, yeah. Like homie love a friend vibes. Like it's happening. But you was like, but girl, you won't even talk to this man. Like, <laughs> you know. So- Literally won't, y'all. She will see him at an event and not say shit. How'd that work? <laughs> Because I'm manifesting that he'll come over to me, right? Girl, if you don't. That's when the law of assumption gets gets crazy. Like, so basically, it goes back to one of those phrases that I used to hear that used to piss me off. Is that the the grass is greener where you water it. So, it's really Mm. easy for you to manifest all these great and beautiful things right that you want but if you're not taking the necessary steps in the day-to-day to get to where you want and what your ideal state is it, you're still just going to be manifesting at the end of the day and I think um if you don't have the actions but you over index on the faith you're it, it, that's when it becomes delusional because you believe in your ability to do these things, but you're not actually doing it, right? Like even scamming, you believe. Like let's let's take Theranos <laughs> and that girl with the turtleneck. Oh Lord! For example, she believed that she would be like up there with Steve Jobs and them, and she did it. But she was so delusional that she didn't realize. Like she be- like she <laughs> so delusional. She said, "I'm doing this." That she was like, I'm doing this. We did it. We're here. But her I'm, product, I've arrived. Her product didn't work. And she was Mm-mm. like, that's when I believe the law of assumption and everything else becomes like pure delusional type. That's real. Vibes. It's when like you believe that you're going to be successful and you're doing these things, but you're not actually doing these things. Anything. Yeah. That's why I was anything. like, it's really important. Like if. Especially, I think a lot of people talk about, well, I should say a lot of people in the circles that I run in talk about the law of assumption and 
um, topics around that mm-hmm. with ref- referring to like their romantic life. And it's like, you, you can't be delusional like that and think that things are just going to come. Like you have to set yourself up to be prepared for that. At me next time. Ho. I will. <laughs> Nah, she's added me multiple times. She's she's added me <laughs> in text messages. She's added me on this podcast as we've seen throughout this episode. She's added me. It's just I just I just be nervous. I look. I can. Talk, I understand that. I can talk to a CTO of a multi conglomerate, and I can do all of that. I can build products. I can. I can talk to users. I can talk to teams and and do all kinds of interesting things. But when it comes time to talking to somebody that I have an interest in, girl, you would think it's a totally different person because you, because it just, the words don't come out. I just stuck. (laughs) I understand the nervousness. I do. Yes. And I will just say, you know, you're prepared <clears throat> when you're willing to push yourself to be prepared for something, yeah, that's when it'll happen. Exactly. And that's in all things. That's in Romantic all things. life, professional life. I mean, I, I, in my professional life right now, I can tell you there, I think that I'm holding myself back in some aspects and maybe I need to fall into the law of assumption a little bit more and stop letting imposter syndrome hold me back. That's interesting. One thing that I always go into imposter syndrome, because I was just having a mentoring discussion about it earlier today. And I hate the fact that imposter syndrome is always being placed on the person who was supposed to essentially be the imposter instead of the environment that cultivates an experience that allows you to feel like an imposter. Right. For sure. Um, We're always having that discussion. And it's like, the ownership shouldn't be on me. No, the ownership. It's on the systems that on created the systems this environment. That created the environment, exactly. But I understand, and I think the self-reflection piece of it is like you're saying you need to lean more into the law of assumption, and right. I'm saying I probably need to lean more into the action part, like because I'm mm. I'm assuming a lot of things right now. <laughs> I don't want to make an ass out of myself (laughs) and I probably need to lean into some action there. Um, Yeah, that's actually interesting. I'm glad that we took some time to dig a little deeper there for sure. You know what that's called? Growth. Growth. Because we over here glowing and growing, period. Period. So that wraps up this week's wind down. And we have our next segment, Poor Play. So Poor Play is the time when we get to talk about all the sexy things, all the relationships and relationship sexy things. things and all of the things that make life more fun. Fun. I love it. I enjoy it. So. Yeah, I know I do. Shoot. I mean, I've, yeah. I've been leaning more into pleasure activism. So anything that's yes. related to that, I'm always wanting to talk about. So, yeah. So this week, I would like to talk about vacations. This is via our great friend, Lit Mani, mm-hmm. who brought this up on her close friends earlier this week. Yeah. Um, 
and just talking about like what are some lessons learned from vacations. So I can share the story that I shared on my close friends, which was I'm not actually I'm not going to share the story. It's a lot, but I will say some lessons learned. Yes, lessons learned from vacations that I've had is that you need to know your partner before you go on a vacation with them, before you all travel together, before you make decisions about, you know, being in another city that neither of y'all lives in together. You need to know what that person is like. And so you could probably benefit from going on some dates, getting to know each other, putting yourselves in different environments to see how they react. Maybe even waiting until y'all have your first fight or argument or heated discussion so that you know how they react to different things. Um, That's important. And then the second lesson I would have is just to make sure that your financial situation is where you want it to be and make sure that y'all have talked and thoroughly discussed who will be covering what aspects of the trip, who will be bringing the spending money, making sure that you are not asked out (laughs) when the vacation comes, if something happens and that other person goes crazy, all of that. And figuratively. So yeah, those would be my two lessons. What say you? Yeah, um, so I'll share like some broader lessons that came from Monty's story as well as my own personal lessons so for me it was don't think that a vacation can fix a broken relationship because it can't and also before you go on a vacation with somebody make sure they're the type of person that actually stays true to their word and honors their commitments um another thing that I wanted to share that I noticed is it seems like a lot of the girls got stranded or left on vacations because their partner got upset. I think a red flag and something that we should all consider in dating is even if we're upset and we need to cool off, like it is not okay to leave your partner in a compromising situation where they're no. phone without their cash. It is not okay to leave your partner on public transportation in another country like if it's just y'all, y'all are all y'all got at you should probably care enough about that individual in particular that their safety above all else is important to you and vice versa. And even if you're upset, y'all can agree to just not talk about it right now and let's just wait till we're both in a safe space and then we can take some space. Literally. Um, but nah, like that's not something that I really, really liked seeing. Um, from the feedback that Monty got on her close friends, it actually really was disheartening to know that a few women were actually stranded or left or like having to figure things out on their own because like their significant other got pissed off about something that to me, that's very mid behavior. Um, I think those are the main things I did have somebody slide in my DMS and was like, I'm surprised you feel comfortable telling that story. And I get it. Some of y'all, don't 
understand like being vulnerable or like being real about something and it could very well be because that person also isn't in y'all's close friends that they didn't understand that it was a piggyback off of like two of my really close friends already being vulnerable about like situations that they dealt with on vacations um Mm. I felt like there was a little bit of shade there but then once I was like I'm not sure like why would I be embarrassed or why should I not share it then they would be like, oh, I'm just, I, I'm glad that you're over it. And you, you feel as though like sharing will help other people. And I'm like, I feel like I should take you out of my close friends at this point, because like, <laughs> I don't do shade. I don't do, I don't do shady situations. I don't do that kind of energy. Like I said earlier in the show, I'm just at a place in my life where I have peace. I have people in my life I don't have to think twice on. I, I just, I'm, I have so much joy in my life and I'm surrounded by so much love and support. And I also, I would hope, and you could hold me true to this, I provide, I, I feel like I provide that same joy and support to the people in my life. Um, I just don't want to deal with somebody commenting like that. That irritated me. Mm-mm. And so a lesson for... The, for me from this experience and even being vulnerable and sharing is that although you may be close with somebody or you may have been close with somebody, that don't mean that they deserve access to the vulnerable parts of you. Some people you have to shut off certain parts of them uh, or certain parts of yourself to them and they can't have access to it just because they're just flawed individuals and, and have some internal work to do themselves. So um hate to do that, but that was a learning from the experience of sharing my journey and my learnings from vacations on my story. Yeah, that was one person. Though. Overall, I had some replies. I was like, girl, what? Or like, uh-uh, where this person at? Let's pull up. And I was like, that's the okay. kind of energy I need. Like, the energy should be, who is this person? We pulling up? Or like, nah, and how'd you overdo? How'd you come through that? Or, oh, dang, I didn't know. The general consensus was that all of us thought that people were having a time of their lives on these vacations on vacation. and they were happy and they was getting slutted <laughs> out on balconies and everything. Okay, else. wait a minute now cuz that do be happening. Two things Okay, can be let's true. not put a rap a bad rap on it now. Two things to be true. You all of that can happen and it still be the worst vacation of your life and you still walk away feeling vulnerable True. and feeling, and feeling like you weren't supported and feeling le- abandoned. Two things can true. be true. You can have the the best yeah yeah of your life and then you can still walk away from a situation feeling like you were abandoned. Like let's be real here. Or you can start out the trip on a bad note and then everything come together at the end. That part. That's the favorite. If y'all are gonna get into it, get into it on the first day <laughs> and then then work work it out. Later. Then push it aside. Push mm-hmm. it to the side. But hopefully in the future we're dating people that like us. Cause I'm convinced in my mind, anybody who leaves me stranded does not like me. Anybody who like leaves me in a compromising situation that's not good for my safety does not like me like that's because at a bare minimum if you like someone not even love if you like somebody you at least want them to be to be safe like come on absolutely their well-being guys we're all still people moving in this world let's let's treat people like it I mean, during the pandemic, at the very beginning, we all used to be like, oh, my gosh, together, we go far, we're better together. Where was that in? Oh, gosh. 
free that. Oh, Lord. That's all I got to say on that. And that wraps up this week's poor play. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's time. It's been real fun. I usually say it's been real and it's been fun, but it hasn't been real fun. It's been real fun. But it's actually been real fun. I love that for us. Love it. So I'm this is our say, outro. Yeah. Huh? I was going to say, I'm not going to say when we'll be back because I don't want to be a liar. So We're not um, going to say none of that no more. We're we'll just going to be, be back the next time a new episode pop up on your, on your um, TL. How about that? We working on being more consistent. We ain't going to tell you what that consistency looks like for <laughs> us. It's for us to define and us to align together. But just know we working on it. Um, we trying to be 1% better than we were. We're not focusing on per- perfection over here. It's just strictly progress, period. Period. That's on liberation, okay? Okay, and pleasure activism, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about in another episode one day. But... Typically during our outro, we have two things. Toby gives us and leaves us with a sustainability tip. And I leave us with the affirmation for us to affirm and speak over our lives. And I think that's fitting given we just talked about the law of assumption. So I will pass it over to Toby for a sustainability tip. And then from there, the next voice you'll hear will be my voice telling you goodbye. For this sustainability shouty tip this week, I would like y'all to seek out a dye bath that's D-Y-E, dye bath in your community. This is a place where you might be able to bring your old garments, make them anew again, give them a new color. Personally, I like going to Sway Shop, Sway Sue Shop, Sew Shop. Sway So Shop, which I'll put in our bio. Um, but they're located in Los Angeles, and you can take your garments there, give them a new look. Um, and this is a great way to like revive old garments that you feel like you might be done with, but really you should be upcycling your clothes for different things, like making sure that if you have like tattered jeans, maybe you can make them into shorts. I do that a lot because thick thighs save lives. (laughs) You could also cut your t-shirts into cloths to clean or dust with. Um, Or you could just bring, you know, a simple plain tea that you want to give a new look and dye it in a dye bath. So that's my tip for this week to find your dye bath in your community and see how y'all can, you know, Give your clothes a new look. I love that. I love that for y'all. I love that for us. I love that for Mother Earth. So that's awesome. With that being said, it is time for this episode's affirmation, which is I am eager to move forward with my goals. I'm eager to get activated. Now is my time to make an impact. One more time. I am eager to move forward with my goals. I am eager to get activated. Now is the time to make an impact. When is the time to make an impact? Now. Right now. Right now. Not next week. Now. Period. Like, Like I said a few minutes ago, focus on your progress and not your perfection and let that guide your way. Love that. It's been cute. It's been fun. Happy to be back. I hope this episode reaches and helps whoever is supposed to help um make sure you comment like 
subscribe, tell us your thoughts, send us a voice note. Yeah. Thanks for listening, y'all. Thanks, y'all. Bye. I'm